0: I'm Laura. And I'm Georgiana. And this is Decanterbury Tales. Hello. Hello, Laura. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. This is. This, is, this episode is. Going to be fun. One because it's Halloween and we are gonna like speed release this episode, which means minimal edits. So y'all buckle up because uh there's no cutting anything out. <laughs> You're gonna get us in our true, true form. The rawest form, which means you might also get chicken nuggets extra loud meows because he is in studio with me already. I could not even get my notes done. And he was like, bah! I was like, all right, get in here not doing it yeah you know i want an animal but i do remember when i was recording gatsby really wanted to be nearby so you know for your alls perks it is quiet on my end unless something happens in football today and my boyfriend yells from the living room
1: because that could
0: happen yeah. I don't do the sports ball. I I've tried. I just don't, I can get into a game from time to time and like Jack plays basketball. So I'm like really into those games. Gotcha. Middle school basketball is awesome. I love it. Everything else. No,
1: it's
0: fine. It's
1: I'm,
0: I'm doing all right in fantasy football right now, mostly due to AJ Brown having a fantastic game. So um, we'll take that. I'll take fantasy football. That sounds like fun. I made a fake. I joined, we do a uh, home basketball for the basketball thing that happens in the spring. The big one, the countdown where there's March madness. Yes. We do one of those. It's a family thing. And uh, they just tell us, they like send us a list of the, it's like a $10 buy-in and it's like, fa- it's all the family members and you just circle who you think's going to win. And the last two years in a row, I just pick which ones have mascots I think are cuter, and I have now made it to like top five both years solely based on cute mascots. Yes, That's or funny. if I hate the like state or like the location from by principle, I'm just like, oh no, Mm-mm. no. <laughs> so, hey, go with your guys' and cute mascots. I I. I can't do basketball. I wish I could do basketball. I do have a Pelicans tank, but you know, that's cause I'm a new Orleanian and you to have, yeah, you have to have your sports gear. Are you drinking Coke zero too? I am having a nice little, uh, a Coca-Cola zero sugar. That's what I am having as well. Cheers. Yeah, No, it's delightful. I, yeah. that's what I'm feeling today. I was wanting a little caffeine, a little sugar. Um, I've had coffee as well. Yeah. Oh yes. Coffee is Requirement. Yeah. Requirement. Happy Halloween. Are you doing anything uh, to celebrate the holiday? No, my plan is to sit on my front porch. I've got a bag of mixed chocolate candy and a bag of just sugar candy. And I plan to just sit on my front porch. I am debating buying a case of Trulies to put on ice for the adults. And uh, I'm going to hand out to Canterbury cards to the parents. Yeah. nice look at you yeah uh, I know you're not a dress-up person are you gonna wear like your harry potter robes or no my harry potter robes are in new orleans I can do oh I have like a narwhal costume I can put on the narwhal costume yeah I can be a narwhal so I'll be a, narwhal. a unicorn of the sea exactly <laughs> so I'll probably do that. I mean, I also have like various wigs of many colors. So I also have like a cat hat that lights up. I've got a box. That's admirable. And I have my cone. You're a New Orleanian. You have literally a closet or a drawer of costume items that you can pull from for various occasions. Absolutely. And I'm not a huge dresser upper. I do have positive feelings towards wigs, but...
1: (laughs) Positive Hi.
0: feelings. That's a t-shirt. Positive <laughs> I feelings, have towards feelings towards wigs. Yeah. I mean, this is slightly morbid, but when my mom um, was diagnosed with cancer and she had to like go through chemo and stuff like she was never worried about losing her hair. She was just like, do you know how many awesome wigs I can wear? and she's like <laughs> this is an excuse for me to go buy more wigs she's like I've already got like 20 but I'm gonna go buy more and so it's just like it, it's funny that to me that that's like the thing can can I buy more wigs yes you can, can. I buy more wigs. totally absolutely totally. um but yeah what about you what are you doing so yesterday we had a big event at the mall for uh trick-or-treating inside, you know, we really lucked out, you and I were talking about it earlier today, we lucked out, we're an indoor shopping center, and so we have a big trick-or-treating thing inside, our stores get really excited, and pretty much every other area, like, all the trunk or treats were happening the same day, Saturday, before Halloween, and so we were like, wow, we have a lot of competition in the area, I'll be happy if we have, like, a hundred kids show up, we had, like, well over, like, six to seven hundred children show up, because it rained, So everything in the area just kind of like blew out because of the rain. And we ended up being really, really busy because we're inside. And of course, me being in charge of the marketing, all of my like, even the text message we sent, like, we have a text messaging system. We sent out like 40,000 texts. And of course, it's me being a little like, the text says, rain, rain, it's okay. Trick or treat inside today. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're cute about it. So yeah, yeah, I was like being really cute about it. And I was like, escape the frightful weather and shake your boo thing with us. Like, <laughs> it was just a lot, but it was really fun. Um, our corporate is, this is on Halloween day. So as this episode is out, y'all are listening to it. We are doing like a nationwide costume contest for all our different management teams. And our team did Stranger Things season three. And we did all, we took all of our photos on Saturday. And so we have like, my GM is dressed up like Hopper. We have like Nancy and 11 and um, Dustin all from season three. And because it takes place in a mall, but then also super fun is that our costumes from Stranger Things, that season of Stranger Things takes place the same year our mall opened. So excited, hopefully we win. So I'll probably put it on our Instagram story if we win just to let everybody know. (laughs) and to gloat yeah I want to know so that that can be how you tell me yeah and for Uh, the actual day we're just probably gonna hang out at my in-laws and hand out candy and make uh I don't know why uh enchilada casserole has become our Halloween thing we make enchiladas and that's our jam for Halloween so we will be making some enchilada casserole and uh handing out candy enchiladas are appropriate on all occasions I have no qualms about that like a Christmas um, enchilada. Yeah, no, I do. Day that. Day enchilada. Arbor Day enchilada. I'm good with it all. Yes. <laughs> um, speaking of trick-or-treating, I do have to say I had a bit of a treat on Friday. I bought Friday 12 books totaling roughly $50. I think it was more like 48, but I'm so 12, jealous. 12 books. This is impressive. That is yeah. a that is a feat. The most expensive book I bought was uh it was three for twenty dollars with the most expensive. Everything else was like four dollars, three dollars, two dollars, and one dollar. So and they're all they, like they weren't like used books. Some of them are used, some of them are new. Okay, so it's it's a range. I'm good with it. So that was a real treat for me because you know y'all are book people you know how expensive books get and uh an expensive can, habit it's a very expensive habit so we can find some winners uh for low price I'll take it absolutely any way to save a couple bucks and uh you also had a treat this month I did I went to Disney World the most <laughs> magical place on earth It was and it was amazing I we went for my husband and I it was just the two of us and the lodging and the park tickets were a gift from my parents so for like Christmas and like they just kind of bundled all of our gifts together in one big travel package and. So we went, we flew in, and on Friday, we got in early enough that we were able to make a half park day the first day, which took, like, the stress out of another day of having to, like, oh, my gosh, we have all the rides we have to do. So it was really fun. It was really laid back. Uh, chicken. Stop it. You hear all the rustling?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So... Basically, we were just able to take our time. We upgraded everything. We got the Genie Plus and the Lightning Lanes and all that. It's basically Fast Passes for those of you that aren't like up to date on your Disney. Uh, Basically, Fast Pass is now like a paid, it's like Universal, it's paid. And so we just upgraded our tickets to skip the line. We didn't wait longer than 30 minutes for anything, which was really great as two 31-year-old adults. I don't want to wait in a line for 70 minutes when I'm only there once a year for a couple of days. So we did all the rides we wanted to do, we got all the snacks we wanted to get. Um I just I it was just a really great trip. I we did go do a character breakfast. Thank you so much to my husband. Thank you, honey, for going with me, us two adults. He went to the character breakfast at Ohana at the Polynesian where you meet uh we met Mickey Mouse, the big cheese himself, Pluto and then Lilo and Stitch. Which was fun. So we got photos with all of them, which like I'm usually not a huge character person on our trips because we don't have time. But because we upgraded our tickets, we had the time to go like interact with characters. And that's not like his thing, but I had fun and they were really cute. And the mascot, the stitch mascot is adorable. I will I will be uploading that photo to the blog (laughs) because he's adorable. It's very plush. And uh, yeah, just overall was a great trip. We went to the Mickey's not so scary party, which was really fun. I've never been to that. So we went trick or treating. There were all these special overlays on several of the rides and special snacks that you can only get during the party. So that was super, super fun and going as adults. So my husband and I got to go trick or treating in Disney World and skip the lines for a lot of things because it's limited capacity and saw the special fireworks. The Sanderson sisters show was incredible. And the parade, just all of it. We just had a magical time. And I did take a picture of absolutely everything that we ate. I got a lot of slushies, a lot of slushies. And there is, uh, there's one cocktail that I took a photo of. October was going strong. It was warm. Um, So I wasn't like, we weren't big on the alcohol intake, but I did take a photo of the recipe for a, Drink that they are serving in Epcot right now that has Twinings lemon ginger tea in it, but it's an iced beverage with yeah. strawberry and vodka is very good. So I will be uh, sharing that with y'all at some point. But yeah, it was magical and I could talk, we already talked, I have to give high, high level bullet points because Laura will talk for the next 45 minutes to an hour and I will give you every little detail. So if you want to know every little detail, send me a DM at La Town on Instagram and I will give you the deets on our trip. And I'm so happy that you had a great time, but seeing that this is our Halloween episode featuring Harry Potter, I am a little, little, little disappointed with you that you uh, didn't go to Harry Potter world. Okay. So I was actually thinking about that. And I was thinking if we make five years of the podcast or like some sort of like big milestone, like if we get picked up by a network or whatever, that October we go for and film or like record our Harry Potter episode in like Hogsmeade in Harry Potter world at Universal. I mean, you're making up for the fact that you didn't go this time. I'll give you that, but, like, <laughs> missed opportunity in my world. I, I've actually not. I've been to the one in California. <gasps> I've not been to the you one haven't in... have been? I haven't been to the one in Orlando. And from what I've gathered, I think the one in Orlando is supposed to be much bigger and a little bit nicer. Um, oh, my goodness. It's so good. I know. I know you've been, so. Yeah, and I've been to London. To do the harry potter studio tour i do harry potter everywhere i am a h potter enthusiast i know i know and so yes i have see i went we went to the one in california i got my wand did the whole thing um but yeah i have not been to the one in orlando so
1: wah wah
0: wah, wah. well i guess it's time for our reading watching listening to Yes, it absolutely is. What are you reading, watching, and listening to? All right, I'll go first. I am reading The Favorite Daughter by Patty Callahan Henry. It's good so far. I am watching uh, House of Dragon and the documentary Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh situation not the one with Evan Peters. I finished that one. And uh so was now watching, did you like it or was I it didn't. creepy? Really creepy but good. Um I mean it's about Jeffrey Dahmer. Of course it's gonna be creepy. You can't make that not creepy. Um so really enjoyed that. So now listening to the tapes which are also just quite off putting then so listening to Smartless as per usual also Taylor Swift dropped a new album. Oh my gosh I'm a happy girl. Um, that was a really weird uh noise. But for Taylor Swift, you know, I do weird things. Um at first, at first I was, you know, I had to commit to her vibe, but now that I've committed to her vibe, I'm in. I'm sold. Uh then another podcast I found is All There Is with Anderson Cooper. And it is a grief podcast, and it, it is Him going through his house after his mother, Gloria Vanderbilt, died. And he had his father die and a brother commit suicide uh, before his mother died. And, you know, some of that grief, he was young or it got swept under the rug, things like that. And so, as he's going through his mother's stuff, he's also coming. Back to the trauma of losing his father and his brother as well, and you know, I I'm always looking for a grief podcast that comes out in a. Don't share your story more so than tell me how to get through it because I think that that's a really individual thing, um, but it definitely makes you feel like you're not alone. And Anderson Cooper, obviously, we know is a great storyteller just with the news. So yeah, really been enjoying that. What about you? Okay, so I am reading, I'm trying to get through, I only have one and a half books left of my uh my halloween october i'm not gonna there's no way i'm gonna finish court of the vampire queen in 24 hours to get it done in time for october but i'm very proud of myself on the amount i took on for me what i would consider a lot of books to read in the month of october i think i picked like six books to read this month and i got through four and a half that's awesome so, i'm tap tap for me uh, <laughs> but so I am reading Court of the Vampire Queen by Katie Roberts. I am watching The Midnight Club on Netflix. It's really, really good. Highly recommend. And the Disney food blog channel on YouTube, DFB guide, Uh, very fun. And they do like daily updates on park stuff. So if you're as obsessed with Disney World and Disney parks as much as I am, That's a good one to just kind of keep up to date on specific things. She also did a really good walkthrough for those of you planning to go to the parks and don't know how Genie Plus works. She has a whole step-by-step guide on how that works, and it made me a pro, so I didn't struggle when we went at all. Uh, Listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast, as always, uh, Lizzo. Taylor Swift, the new album, kind of diving into that and uh, Happiest Podcast on Earth. And that's what I got. You know, we've got some some oldies, but goodies and some new guys that we're introducing to the to the group. Um, I will toot my horn. This month I am set to finish. Oh, you the- can toot it. You can toot it. That's, a, that's a quite the horn to toot. So go ahead. Toot toot. Today, uh, not today. This month is... Um, going to be the most books I have ever read in a month. It will be 11. And I'm really proud of myself. I hit nine a couple of times, but this, I don't know what it was with this month. This was quite the accomplishment. I know one of them was I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. That was like a sit down single day read. So, you know, when you get in one of those, that kind of just ups your quota real quick. Yes. Um, but really proud of myself. And I read a lot of good books this month. So I actually really look forward to our read cap at the end of the year to kind of talk to you about those a little bit more in depth. Um, but yay, reading. Yay, reading. Oh, and speaking of end of the year read cap, we do, we don't have a date yet, but we will be joining um, Blue Cypress Books for their like book banter online so as soon as we get more details on I know we already have the date in December but we don't have the time or a link yet so as soon as we get that information we will share that with y'all so join us support the pod enjoy it and join us on kind of our first live appearance if you will we'll be virtual but still live and that's cool I hear chicken nugget behind you I see chicken nugget behind you (laughs) So glad we're not editing this episode because this is. You want to say hello? Can you see meow? Chicken nugget's yeah. gotten so big. Oh, like <laughs> you like I know. Look at him. He's so big. He's becoming a big boy. He's about to become a fillet instead of. he <laughs> will be a tender instead of a nugget. There you go. He's a little tendy. No, uh, So do you want to take a quick break for them sponsors? And then we'll be back to talk about the wine that we picked for Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Indeed, let's do it. Did you know alcohol deliveries have been legal in Mississippi as of July 1st, 2021, with the passage of House Bill 1135? Alcohol deliveries in Mississippi are finally here! Born in Mississippi and locally owned and operated, Moonshine delivers your favorite drinks to your home. Moonshine MS works with local stores to deliver wine, liquor, and beer right to your door. They have over 3,000 products on their easy-to-use platform. You can order from the website or the mobile app. If you live in the Jackson area, you have to hit them up. Y'all, I've used it and it is so great. Winner, winner, vodka sauce dinner. So head to moonshinems.com to learn more or head to the App Store and download the Moonshine app to get your order today. That's moonshinems.com or follow them on social media at moonshinems and tell them that the Canterbury Girls sent
1: you. you. And we're back. Woohoo!
0: And we are here to chat Vine about uh, specifically the wine that I picked to pair with Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So, what we have going on is the Born of Fire Cabernet Sauvignon. Most of my notes are going to be from either wine.com or vino.com. It is a Columbia Valley wine and the specific vintage I have is 2018. There is a 2017 somewhere, but apparently very hard to find. And the 2018 was what I was able to grab. It is 14.5% ABV and retails anywhere from 20 to $25. I got it, uh, I think it was like 24, somewhere in there. So, and then you're gonna get bold, tannic, dry and acidic flavors. But very interesting on the palette. So I will dive into that in a second. But I will tell you why I picked it. And I can put in all caps here, the label, which I even have a visual aid for Georgiana. The label is why I picked it. Heck yeah. It has a beautiful drawing of a phoenix and it is in rust and metallic golds and wine splashes off of the wings here. So it's just aesthetically very beautiful. It's a drawing and the metallic accents on it really give it a little bit of extra oomph. And it is in rust and metallic ink on a parchment colored background. So it absolutely looks like a book illustration from like Care of Magical Creatures or something that would be framed on like Dumbledore's wall. It is a really pretty. And guys, if you didn't get it, it's a Phoenix. So Fox is on the bottle. And yes, and this is, and is Harry- the first time we meet Fox. This exactly. is the first time we, we realize Phoenixes are real in this uh series. So, or no, they talk about Phoenix feathers in the first one, but you actually he meets, he meets one, meets Fox the Phoenix. He makes his valiant first entry and is kind of an integral character in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which is why I picked it. Look so. at you being so spot on and intentionally pairing. It really was a good one. I didn't have to dig very deep on this one. So from the winery, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, we have laid claim to a land that has been torn from within and smothered in flames. Where earth's torrid past has new meaning and our true awakening has been reborn. From a rugged terrain once etched with fiery sparks to the Columbia River rushing by our side, we have charged past the blaze and now we look ahead where the grapes grow mighty. The sun-scorched grounds guide us, and the barrels will be charred to perfection, and so we rise because we are born of fire, which is the name of the wine. Mm -hmm. The winemaker acts as a pioneer in uncharted territory while also leaning on his Cabernet Sauvignon expertise from his time creating Washington's only number one wine in the world from Wine Spectator at Columbia Crest, and producing Intrinsic, which made a number 32 in Wine Spectator's top 100 wines in the world list for 2016. So that is about the winemaker for Born of Fire. His mission with Born of Fire is to maintain the natural flavors of the region with minimalistic techniques, thus bringing forth ripeness with opulent flavors. Born of Fire epitomizes the terroir of the burn, which is a rugged yet elegant wine leading with herbal expressive aromas laced with pomegranate and stony minerals. Upon tasting the wine, powdery tannins frame flavors of cherry, currant, savory spice, and red pepper. A green coffee inflected finish rounds out the overall experience. And this is a little extra um, that I included because it was funny to me. It's very specific as the food pairings here. And I'm gonna tell you right now, pair with beef sliders, Caribbean pork sandwiches, gnocchi with braised beef brisket, or garlic chicken wings. (laughs) It's a very specific menu here, but I get it. So it's a 100% Cabernet Sauvignon, juicy fruit forward, delicious style, as well as notes of black cherries, tobacco, and leafy herbs. Plenty of fruit, ripe tannins, and loads to love, and that was recommended to drink over the coming five to seven years following the vintage of 2018. And so it is very good, and that is something that I highly recommend, and a little bit about the Columbia Valley, and specifically Cabernet Sauvignons from that area. It is in Washington state. Uh, Washington produces so many exciting wines and that definitely includes Columbia Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. With over 10,000 acres under vine, Cabernet Sauvignon is now the most widely grown varietal in Washington. Terrific examples hail from the Red Mountain, Waluk Slope, Horsehaven Hills, and Walla Walla Valley. One of the fascinations of these Columbia Valley cabs is that they so often seem to have one foot in the new world and one in the old. Representing the former are characteristics like the ripe forward fruit that results from long sunny days during the growing season up to two hours longer than in most of California, Old world similarities include an undeniable brightness from acidity, as well as notes of herbs, graphite, and a dusty, sometimes gravelly minerality. Whether you're looking for a budget bottle for everyday enjoyment or a stellar world-class wine with tremendous aging potential, Columbia Valley Cab Salves offer the goods. Among the many fine options are bottles from Columbia Crest. These are a couple of different wineries that are out of that area. Um, So... If you like wines that are from Columbia Crest, Chateau St. Michelle, L'École number no. 41, Quilceda Creek, and Leonetti, you will enjoy Bordifier, Fire. And it is a delicious fall to winter wine. Highly, highly recommend. Very, very good. I can't wait to try that one. I'm going to have to go to Total Wine this week. It's solid. And that last section was a piece from thevino.com the, about the Columbia Valley. <laughs> And that's my segment, concise today. Yeah, thanks for that. That was very, uh, what's the word? Educational. I feel like I I learned myself good there. There you go. Mm -hmm. You know, I I try to please, aim to please. Succeeded. So I guess that means we switch gears to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. As Laura and I discussed, we are not going to give you a plot synopsis on Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets because that's on you if you haven't read it it has been out for like 20 years <laughs> yeah. so if you haven't seen the movie or read the book like that's on you so i'm not going to work anything with tradition uh yeah. last season one we did not give you guys a plot synopsis of harry potter and sorcerer's stone either so continue this with us every year do your homework at least watch the movie because we are not going to do this to y'all because none of y'all want to hear us dramatically retell the story of harry potter the only time i am going to recite something for harry potter is next halloween because i still have harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban section from my fifth grade oratory memorized i know you do (laughs) so you'll get that next year but for this year Uh, so I kind of wanted to start out with, uh, this is your favorite Harry Potter book. And so I kind of wanted to know why this is your favorite novel of the series. Okay. So it is my favorite novel of the series for a multitude of reasons. Uh, it was the, like kind of the gateway book for me for the Harry Potter series. I had read the first one. I was kind of like, meh. And then I bought the second one at the Scholastic Book Fair. Mm. unlock some core memories real quick Uh, I got my holographic kitty cat bookmark and Harry Potter and the Sorcerers and the uh, chamber secrets nice Um, but I had this book it's significantly longer in length than the first one and to me this one one you kind of flesh out the Hogwarts atmosphere in this one it's a I think it has a lot more mystery to me and I also was the same age as them when this book came out and then I got the chicken pox and it was immediately following this purchase of the Harry Potter book and so I was stuck at home healing from the chicken pox and read all of this book And it was the only book I had that I like wasn't bored with. So then I read it while like recovering from the chicken pox uh, three times in (laughs) a row. (laughs) And honestly, I just think it still has kind of the innocence and magic before they get dark because the next book is really you start getting dementia. Like it gets dark starting the next book. So the first two, I think, still have a little bit of innocence and a little bit of wonder. And I just like the the way that the plot unfolds in the second one. See, interesting. I The third one is my favorite because yes, the Dementors come in, but it's the one before Voldemort comes back. And so I think for me that that's like the last time that the Wizarding World kind of has that innocence with Voldemort still not in human form. So interesting that that's like kind of where you delineate that line and then where I delineate that line. Also, I saw a sign for a Scholastic Book Fair down the street from my house, from the 4th to the 17th. And I'm like, I'm gonna go to like a lower school and go to the Scholastic Book Fair because I love Scholastic Book Fairs. Uh, Yes, if you do, please take a photo.
1: I'll put it uh, up right.
0: I like when they happen at Jack's elementary school, I would get really excited and go to parent night mm-hmm. and would like try to convince Jack to purchase books that he didn't want. <laughs> well, I'm a substitute teacher now. So I feel like that's totally okay for me to go to like scholastic you book fairs. I'm like, I'm a substitute, excuse me. Um, I'm a sub. <laughs> i need character. books for the kids okay <laughs> for the children anyway i could <laughs> it's gonna be fun new segment on that in november can't wait um, so question number two How elves are generally very loyal to their masters you know kind of foreshadowing to winky and creature but dobby is different why do you think he chooses to warn harry and go against his masters. I feel like he is, why, why does he make that choice? I think he deep down wished that he was not owned by dark wizards and like personally has a moral compass. Whereas when you meet like creature, he's very like, dark and evil and like not a cool dude so at what point is like they have their own feelings and emotions and points of view so what happens when they're not in line with what their master believes so I think that's what we're seeing is an illustration of that um is you know a a master and subject or a superior and a subordinate that have differing views and what happens when they go against it and you know there's also a line from that book too when Harry and Dobby meet I'm gonna kind of paraphrase it a little bit I may say it right but you know Dobby knew of Harry's greatness but did know of his goodness and you know I think that that kind of you know to your point he didn't agree with the family he worked for and he knew that if anything was going to change and make this better harry was going to be the one to do it and then additionally he was just kind to him and saw him as a being human. a being and not something to be owned and um so Autonomous. i, I think- Yes. So I, and then, you know, then we get into Hermione with uh, spew. So <laughs> good things lie ahead. Good things. That lie is ahead. something that I wish they had not cut out of the movies. Yes. It was so good. I just read the fifth one, like not just read, but last year I read the fifth one and um, I just forgot how much goodness was in spew, but um, all right. Mm-hmm. Trivia question. Do oh, you know the origin of the name Fox? No, I don't. All right, I'll just tell you. So it comes from Guy Fox, who was part of the uh, Spanish uh, it was a Spanish group in Catholic Spain and they were going against um, King James the I and they tried to assassinate him in what is called the gunpowder plot and they were going to make a big explosion. And and I know about that at least. That The gunpowder plot at least rung a bell. I feel smart now. <laughs> and so, you know, it ended up not happening and they didn't assassinate the king. But um, that is where he gets it because Fox... The phoenix bursts into flames, and they were going to do that. Nice. That nice. is what the Google told me. If there is some other origin, take it up with Google, and also comment so you can tell me what it really is. But that's what Google told me. Feel free to to educate us, because yep. so we're, we've not been uh, we've not been uh, sneaky about our over usage of Google. Everybody Googles. It's fine. Um, so if you could enchant any household object like the flying car, what would you animate and why?
1: Household object See, the car would be really convenient. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, but they still had to fly. It. yeah, you saw the control they, they still had to do the work. mm-hmm. I do like Molly Weasley with her, like her dishes did themselves and that was pretty solid and her knitting did itself. Um, I'm going to
0: go, you know what? I'm going to go vacuum cleaner. Nice. It all comes back I to the vacuum, vacuum cleaner. cleaner to like, <laughs> <and> <laughs> apparently I'm like, a, Rumble, a vacuum cleaner. Call it a Roomba. And it just, you know, it just, yes, basically, shut up. (laughs) So if I get the fancy Roomba, then I will absolutely, then then it'll be the dish, the sink and the dishwasher situation. Like, I just want chores to be done. So we'll just add, if I can't enchant the vacuum cleaner to know where it needs to go and like, including the sofa, now two cats, there's just litter everywhere. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So Vacuum cleaner or the like sponge and sink area to like clean all the
1: dishes for us?
0: What about yeah, you? I, I think I would definitely like take the dishes. Um, I am trying to think if there's something else. I don't mind cleaning toilets. I I really don't like vacuuming, but Alex likes vacuuming. So I don't need somebody to do that. Um. Oh, going through the mail. Something that automatically goes through your mail and organizes it for you of things that you have to deal with and you don't have to deal with. Okay, okay. Because I hate. So a house elf? (laughs) I just want it to like the, like a trash can to know or a mailbox that knows which one's crap and which one's not. Okay. And it just like drops them off. And it's like, don't even come into my house. How much junk mail do you get? So much junk mail. Wow. My dad, when he comes to Charleston, brings me like a grocery bag full of mail. Like from like a month. And I'm like, this is awful. And I throw away 90% of it. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, male. Oh. Oh. Hate it. Anyway, so when this episode airs, it will be Halloween. And in Harry Potter
1: in the Chamber of Secrets, what is celebrated on Halloween? I, what do you
0: mean? Like, like, are they celebrating something specific? Yes, there is an occasion in Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets that is celebrated. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I already told you, though, before that you were going to do this trivia and that you're way better at it than I am, and so I have no idea. It is Sir Nicholas's 500th Death Day party. Oh, Ooh, okay, yes. Yeah, ding, ding, that rings a bell. And that is something I wish that they had included in the movie. Yeah, because there was so much described in there about like the smells and the stenches and the different dead people that were there and how they gave you a really good introduction to the ghosts. Like you meet them and then that gives you so much more to play with later in the series. Mm-hmm. That you don't get in the movies that you get in the books, like you know, some of the others, like the other ghosts, really well. Yep, I mean, and Peeves isn't even in any of the. I was gonna say that Peeves yeah. is completely out, but he like ruined, he ho- totally ruined subplots at some points. Mm-hmm. He is important, yep. So, that was a waste of a fabulous character that should have been included, but I guess you can't have it all. But continuing with these trivia questions, I thought we would wrap up the segment with um, a BuzzFeed quiz, which I will include in the uh, blog so that you two can take it. So (laughs) don't listen if you want to take it. Got it. Okay. So they give you four options, Laura, for answers. I'm going to ask you the questions and say, give me four if you want to choose. Okay. Got it. Got it. First, what is the name of the couple that attends the Dursley's dinner? Give me four. Mr. and Mrs. Arnold, Mr. and Mrs. Mason, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Mr. and Mrs. Taylor. The first one, Arnold? The first one was Arnold. I'm going to go with that one. You are wrong, but I'll click it it for you. It's the Masons. Dang it! (laughs) Um... In order to get Harry in trouble, where does
1: Dobby drop Aunt Petunia's masterpiece pudding? It's on someone's head, on Mrs. Mason's head.
0: That is one of the answers. I will click it. It is not correct. That is what it is in the movie, in no! the book. in the book. He drops it on the floor. Oh, well, cinematically, that's that's iconic. That's in your head now. That's in my head now what does mrs weasley make fred george and ron do after returning to the borough with harry give me four Clean arrow is it catching the is it catching the gnomes in the in the garden denoming the garden yes
1: yeah
0: i didn't even have to give it to her y'all yes i was like wait 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 corb that's also a fun scene Great that scene. i wish we got to see that mm-hmm. whole thing is hilarious yeah
1: Uh, What is the name of the book Mr. Malfoy pulls out of Ginny's cauldron and Flourish and Blots? Oh, wait, wait. It's one of Gilderoy Lockhart's books,
0: isn't it? No? All right, give me four. (laughs) A Beginner's Guide to Transfiguration, Magical Drafts and Potions, A History of Magic,
1: Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them. I'm going to say Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them,
0: but I don't think it is. But that would be a good Easter egg. Mm -hmm. That's what I picked. It's not. It's The Beginner's Guide to Transfiguration. Interesting. Interesting. I told you I was Uh, not going to be good at this. (laughs) uh, While repotting Mandrakes, who is in Harry's group?
1: Wait, what? When repotting Mandrakes, Who is in Harry's group? Is it more than one person? Yes. I know at least
0: one of them. Wait, give me four. Harry, Ron, Hermione. Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Justin Finch Fletchley. Harry, Ron, Hermione,
1: or Harry, Ron, and Ernie McMillan. Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Hannah Abbott. I think it's... What? So <laughs> the second one? Yeah. Justin Finch Fletchley,
0: because remember, he's the one that Harry uh sicks the snake on. Oh, that's right. So it starts the whole thing. Yeah. Starts the whole drama. So while Harry is in Filch's office, what does he spot on Filch's desk? You know this one. The Marauders Map. No, no, that's not right. Marauder's map comes in three, you know that. Oh, wait, is this the squib thing? The squib, uh, the squib pamphlet. Basically yep. like you have no magic pamphlet. The quick spell envelope. There we go. Where were Harry, Ron and uh, Hermione coming from when they found Mrs. Norris petrified? Give me four. Nearly Headless Nick's death day party, Halloween feast, Gryffindor Quidditch practice, Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. Yes, Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. Incorrect. It is nearly headless Nick's death day party. I am not doing well.
1: <laughs> Which professor tells their class about the Chamber of Secrets legend? And I'll give you this hint. It's not the person who did it in the movie. I was like, it's definitely not because
0: McGonagall does it in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, your other options are Lockhart, Dip It, and Bins. Bins. Correct. Because he's the history of magic teacher and he's a ghost. Look at her. She's got it. He's dead. Another ghost that we needed. Yeah. What is Warner Brothers' problem with Hogwarts ghosts? <laughs> Take it up with them, Laura. Write an angry letter. I will. I'm going to start a petition. All right. <laughs> I love how, one signature. How does Harry
1: distract Snape so that Hermione can get the imbri- uh, ingredients from his private stores? Give me four.
0: Uh, messes with Draco's ingredients. So his potion explodes. He makes Ron use his broken
1: wand to create a potion. He throws a firework in Goyle's cauldron. He unleashes one of Lockhart's pixies. I think he messes with Draco's potion so it explodes. Because, baby, Europa, you're a world... fire. No! <laughs> yep. Um, what happens to Hermione and Millicent while they are partnered for the dueling club? Doesn't Hermione, Millicent, Millicent, is that mm-hmm. her name? curses
0: Hermione and Hermione gets the really big front teeth like the beaver enormous front teeth
1: that is not um the any of the answers but
0: I'll do the one that goes you know what I'm talking about though right I'm not crazy the answer is Millicent puts Hermione in a headlock oh I don't remember that but okay uh, why does Ron recognize Tom Riddle's name after Harry finds the diary? Give me four. Oh, the Quidditch thing, Quidditch trophies. Yep. Correct. Yeah. There we go. Oh my gosh. There are so many, y'all. I'll be quick. Well, I'm really bad at it. So,
1: <laughs> um, who delivers a Valentine's messages to students? House elves, dwarves, ghosts, goblins. What was that? House elves, dwarves, ghosts, goblins. I don't remember. Dwarves. I don't remember. I didn't remember that either. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I could see the ghosts doing it. I'll take a
0: ghost valentine. That sounds fun. But it's a dwarf valentine. What game do Fred and George challenge Harry and Ron to while hanging out in the Gryffindor common room? Give me four. Wizard's Chest, Wizard Skittles, Exploding Snap, and Gobstones. Exploding Snap. Correct. Boom. Typically, if it's the Weasley twins, it's exploding something. We're skipping this one. What is the name of Aragog's wife? what if you if you know that you're a true fan <laughs> <laughs> what how does mr malfoy give dobby a sock it, There's, it's different in the movie than it is the book wait, wait, wait. oh give me four uh the sock is hanging on his cane and Do- he gives it to dobby he throws the sock in the air and dobby catches it the sock is inside the diary and he gives it to dobby that's the movie and he
1: accidentally kicks the hot uh sock down the hallway towards dobby the second one yes he throws it in the
0: air and dobby catches it and our final question
1: another thing not in the movie what secret was percy keeping from everyone all year Give me, give me
0: four. He has a girlfriend. He has been practicing Quidditch. He is applying for a position at the House of Musical Artifacts office. He has been helping Slytherin students study. The girlfriend. Correct. I was going to say girlfriend, but then I didn't want to be wrong again. (laughs) I can only take so much. It tells you you're a Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets book Um, genius, but I also picked some of the correct ones for you. That's true. So, but I accept. <laughs> Thank you. You accept genius status. I'll accept genius status. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Um,
0: what are I have a question. What are some of your favorite moments from Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? uh movie or book? Both. You can just d- just say movie or book
1: beforehand. Um. In the, I mean, I think one of the best scenes in the movie is the duel.
0: scared um, Potter? You wish. So yeah. So I, I much drama. With Snape and the Lockhart. I just think, all, I think that was filmed just really interestingly. And I think that that really kind of sets the tone. Um.
1: I also, I mean, you can't not love the flying car. Uh, and then in the movie, Eat Slugs. That's another good one. And I, mean, I think, it's a, yeah, it's I, it,
0: it, but it's a little different in the book, I think. But it is, it is a little different in the book, but um, I don't remember how it's different, but it is different. But it's a great scene. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy um, all the stuff with Aragog and like heading out into the forest. And then afterwards uh, just playing on Ron's arachnophobia Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: just that whole section being quite funny. And the, I know that this line is in the movie and I can't remember if it's in the book, where he wakes up and he's like, the spiders line? Is that in the third one? It's in the third one. The 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 spiders, they wanted me to tap dance?
1: Yeah. Dang it! <laughs> it's
0: in the third one. Dang. Because he says it when Harry's looking at the Marauder's Map and sees Peter Pettigrew going around. Oh, that's right. He's just having nightmares about what happened in the second book. <laughs> Guys, I'm just like, um. y'all. I am not doing great. <laughs> hey. They're all blending together. I mean, but that's what happens when you read Potter so much, just all kind of becomes one thing, one entity of greatness. Yeah, the moaning myrtle storyline is really good. Mm-hmm. And I think fighting like actually getting an answer to yeah. that is really, um, kind of interesting and like her kind of finally getting an answer and as mentioned I do think that one of my favorite chapters is also the death day party I love it I think it's so good
1: yeah so yeah, good book good movie And you know, I oh, think you yeah.
0: did a really good job truthfully yeah this was probably in my opinion one of them one of the better movies for me I think I think, honestly, one through four are probably my favorite movies. Um, honestly, probably two, three, and four. But um, overall, I just think that those, those are really well done, especially when you get to the point that they're condensing because the Harry Potter books get longer and longer and longer. So I think that the Warner Brothers, Harry Potter studio kind of situation did a really good job of condensing that much subject matter into a viewable movie. So, and of course, I love the franchise. I am not an expert in in trivia, as everyone has learned. And we hope that y'all stick around for another year, because you already know what we're covering next October. And I think you need to be the one to ask me trivia questions for three, because... Yes, because it's your favorite. Because it's my favorite. Perfect. So y'all heard it here. Next year, we will flip-de-flop. And maybe you'll pick, you can pick the wine since it's your favorite. So you'll okay. pick the wine next year and then I'll handle the trivia. Perfect. I like this trade. Like um, so before we leave, I guess we should uh, announce our November book. Yes. And before anyone asks, we did send them an Instagram DM. She did respond and referred us to her PR person. So hopefully we'll get a respond and get her on the show. So no 100% on that yet but hopefully we'll have something to say. But the month of November, we are covering Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Rayborn. And I have finished it and I kind of sent it to, I finished it on my flight to Orlando and back and it was so good. I really enjoyed it. It was a fun novel. Uh, it, spans age ranges which is lovely so I hope you guys enjoy it. Well I look forward to reading it it'll arrive tomorrow. Georgiana's going in blind with me so I hope she's trusting my judgment and letting me choose for everyone. Hey that's what it's all about is taking people's recommendations and that includes Laura and I and you were very trusting with me with When Women Were Dragons, and Remarkably Bright Creatures. That's true, and they're both wonderful books. I know, I've got great taste. You have great taste, excellent taste. So if you want to suggest a book for us to cover on here or on potentially a recap episode, send us an email at decanterburypod at gmail.com or send us a fun story, send us an anecdote, send us something about wine, send us something about books, and we might read it on a future episode. So do that, DeCanterburyPod at gmail.com. And I am going to type up some blog notes. And if you have anything you want to add uh, to this episode, please comment. And we would love to engage with you there at DeCanterburyTales.com blog. Yeah,
1: hit it post- up. Make
0: sure that you're subscribed to our e-newsletter. Um, that is literally right in the header of our website again to you just enter in your email address we send like one maybe two a month max and they're always just direct links to the blog to episodes or anything that's interesting regarding the episode that we're recording and social media follow us please we are so close to 500 followers on instagram and our Facebook blew up really quickly. That was cool. So thanks everybody on Facebook. We do have a Twitter. We don't use it.
1: Uh, Goodreads. I just feel
0: like I have nothing to say on Twitter. And Goodreads. So we are Decanterberry Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And what are we on Goodreads? Decanterberry Tales podcast. Woo woo So there you go. There are all kinds of ways to get involved with the podcast. Follow along and learn more about some of the stuff that we've done and are doing for every episode. And thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode for Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets. And uh, get on board, Lars Train with me, and read Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Rayborn. We are so pumped about it. Oh, subscribe and write a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. It is the best way to promote our podcast and shoot us up in the listing. So I know we were like finishing that wrap up, but yes, please support our podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. And that's what I got. Thank you guys so much for joining us.
1: Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bottoms up. Stay weird. Bye. Bye. This has been
0: another episode of DeCanterbury Tales, the podcast. Please follow us along on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. Write us an email at DeCanterburyPod at gmail.com or visit our website, www.DeCanterburyTales.com. Please like and subscribe and show your love for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen.